Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Night Court. This is the post-game three, pre-game four edition of the program. I'm Rob Fisher. He is Brevin Knight. You can get us all on Twitter at Night Court 22, at Brevin Knight 22, and at the Fish Nation. Grizzlies got beat in the first quarter, got pummeled. It was over. Game sucked. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you after game four. For Brevin, I'm Fish. Peace. <laughs> that's it. That's I mean, that's it. How you doing, Brev? Uh, I'm doing good. I, I don't. I uh, I feel a, a lot better uh, than I did during that first quarter. Number oh, one, it's, number one, it's always hard to call games like that when you're on the side of the unsuccessful basketball team. So that was tough in, in and of itself. But uh, after that, though, I felt. I felt pretty good about how, how the Grizzlies responded and how they played. And so uh, it, a lot of it went, I didn't think they would get down 29 at one point during the game, but I thought they were going to have to take a big punch. It was going to be a tough game to win because of the energy that was going to be in the building. And, you know, give the Lakers credit and give their fans a lot of credit. The, the energy in the building was, was, was one that we have never seen at a Lakers game. Well, when we talked about it, you know, being interested to see what a Laker playoff crowd was going to be like. And uh, for the first quarter, and I'm still interested to really see what they're like. The first quarter of that game, they were amazing. Amazing. Yes. And yes. I mean, why wouldn't they be? They, they outscored the Grizzlies 35 to 9. 35 to 9. 9. 9 to 35. So, sure, the crowd was incredible. But then the game just kind of settled into a game yes. that, you know, the Grizzlies just stayed so far arm's length away that never really threatened. And so the crowd just kind of was out of it the rest of the game. So I don't know how great they're, they'll be like in moments, fourth quarter moments uh, of an intense playoff game, what it's going to be like there. But the first quarter, it was, it was electric in that building. It was cool. Yeah, the first quarter was fantastic. And, and as you said, through the body, the Grizzlies, because of the way that they played, because they, they never allowed the game to fully get away from them again, uh, I, I don't think it, it, it allowed even the Lakers team or the Lakers fans to feel comfortable about the game. And yeah. I, so I, I think it gave the Grizzlies confidence, but it, it showed them how they have to play from the outset of the game. But it should give them the confidence that well, if we do those things, they can play with this Los Angeles Lakers team on the road. They already know what they can do at home, but on the road, they've had their struggles. And so it, it was a positive. Ja was absolutely phenomenal. And there are those times we said, when we talked about this, we said that Morant was going to have to have one of those 40-point big games. The only thing was we thought it was going to be one of those big games that would result in a win for the Grizzlies. Yeah. But he had to be big for there to be a game, to give the Grizzlies a chance to win the game. And so uh, it, it, was, it was nice to see him be able to go out and perform at that level and find his, find his spaces and places uh, to be able to exploit their defense. Now, it, I, I, I feel good. I, I feel fine. Down 2-1. I was more disappointed down 1-0 yeah. than I am being down 2-1. I mean, bottom line is you got to win on the road at some point. And if it doesn't happen in game four, well, you can win game five, and then game six is your next opportunity to win on the road. you got to find a way to win on the road. So, And they get another opportunity. And, and, and I'm 
I just feel like there are so many guys that are due. <laughs> we, yeah. So I'm going on the due theory that guys are going to put it together. I mean, Jaron's not going to have that crappy of a game again. Dylan will we'll have Dylan for the game. Right. <laughs> Start with that. <laughs> um uh, and I think, and I think I'm waiting for a big Desmond Bain game. Right, but I think, we'll, and I hope, hopefully, we'll get a Golden State Warriors game, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get you. You get that guy that's engaged in the game, gives everything because he can still, it's still, a, he can do is a positive influence on the team with the things that he does well, and they'll need him on the floor, and they can't afford to have the the rotation be shortened in right. any way. So uh, I, I'm gonna say I expect for him to go out. Uh, and have a good game. But like you said, Desmond Bain, uh, and what he has had is that we've, we've seen a stretch in every one of the three, first three games. He's had a stretch. Right. Uh, we just haven't been able to see it throughout the body and the duration of the game. And so you're right. You, we have a bunch of guys. Tyus Jones. Oh, have, Tyus. He didn't Woo. have a good game in that, in that game. Luke Kennard didn't get, didn't get up the attempts that he needs to mm-hmm. get up. So to, sit, to go down the list of how many guys didn't perform – at the level that we're accustomed to seeing them play, that's the other encouraging side about about the game. And so, uh, well, well, it's it'll. I still feel like the Grizzlies have enough to win the series. I haven't, I has, it hasn't, been, I haven't been swayed to the side of, oh man, I, I think they got to be spectacular to win. I still don't think they have to be spectacular to win. They just got to be solid. Um, Taylor Jenkins pregame show, Grizzlies live pregame on uh, game three, uh, talking with Pete Pranica, he said, and I quote, the biggest thing is your urgency has to be at an all-time high from the jump. <laughs> that didn't age well. <laughs> but that's got to be the case here. 100%. To, to me, it, it feels like the, the shift that we saw from game one to game two, we need to see from game three to game four. And I, I, would, I would expect it. I, I think for a lot of these guys, they were caught off guard with uh, how the – how forceful the Lakers came out, and, and again, how rowdy the crowd was behind what they did. Uh, and, and so I thought that those two in combination really had the Grizzlies on their heels. And, and, and so the same way as it was in game one. In game one, I thought it was the same. Even though we were at home, it was still the Grizzlies that were back on their heels, and it was the Lakers that were the aggressors. And, and so I would expect for them to be a lot more comfortable that allows them to be more aggressive to start the game. And again, knowing and understand this level of playoff basketball. They haven't played against LeBron James in playoff basketball and what his influence on a team can be. Haven't played against Anthony Davis at this juncture where everybody says their team is gonna be good when he, if as good as he is. And, and the numbers have bared out that they're a plus when he's on the floor without LeBron. When LeBron's on the floor, they're a negative in terms of point score. And so it, that so it is it is it's a bigger atmosphere than this team has seen in their playoff series, I believe. Um, Dylan Brooks was ejected from the game. Uh, LeBron, instead of crossing over, went behind the back, and Dylan got his hand caught in the cookie jar, <laughs> so so to speak. The back of his hand. <laughs> the back of his hand caught in the cookie jar. It's it's the rule. He should have been kicked out of the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and it's too bad. It was too bad because it, like I guess, again, it just it, it shortened the roster. It's a yeah. shortened the rotation. It, it was, and and he's a a big part of 
their success, and he has been. And so uh, it, it's just a matter of continuing to be able to play forceful, play with that chip on your shoulder, have that edge, but still understand where the boundary is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's, I, I, my thing is just continue to preach to him how important his play is to the success of this team winning games. Yeah, no doubt about it. We need the, we need the guy that we saw in the playoffs, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, heck, uh, the Utah series? Yeah. Yeah, that. that he was amazing. That, Maybe if he, maybe he'll, if he, yeah, that's when he, uh, to go back and look at that, yeah, the hair was, when the hair was still out and everything, and he, they, he looked so young. Even we see Jaron when, we've watched him grow up. That's been the cool thing about this mm -hmm. is, is if we've been here, we've been here so long that we get to, some people are kind of in and out, that's the NBA, but it's cool to watch guys go from when they first came into the league as just under trying to figure out what their bodies look like, and, and we've seen them transform, and so we just need to see Dylan just continue to, transform into the player that understands the circumstances time and circumstance and importance in every game what was uh what was the key for anthony davis why was he so uh why was he a monster it was the most physical we we have seen him in the series uh and, and a lot of it leading with with his shoulder leading with uh his his forearm is something that defensively the, the grizzlies are going to have to be more physical with him can't allow him to, to be the aggressor uh, and continue to deliver blows. There are, there, there are those times where, it, it, where you need to send a message by taking a foul in, in certain instances. And I thought that in that game, they needed to take a foul because he was continuing to be aggressive in that fashion. And, and that's, I mean, I guess in part, people are like, well, that's old school basketball. Well, sometimes it's, it's just basketball. When you, when you played in the park and somebody's out there getting after and they're a little bit too aggressive. You do things, just let them know, like, we ain't going to play like that. Are you concerned that there will be, at some point, a LeBron monster game? Or do they just – he just doesn't need to do that with this team? I pause because you, it's you, – you, you never like to – we've seen people be really great mm -hmm. for so long. I don't know if he can do it for as long as we've seen him in the past. Mm -hmm. Even in that game, he was fantastic in the first quarter. Like he came out and he was it was in it. But after that, again, it was just he was just Le just LeBron James, like you just on the floor, like the first two games. I said in the first two games is the most passive I've seen him play basketball in a long time. And so I don't know if he has it in him to be able to have those monster games on a consistent basis. Because I said in Memphis in game two, third quarter, for five and a half minutes, it was like, holy shit, we in trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah, for five and a half minutes. And then he called himself out. Called himself out of the game. Yep. And went and sat down on the bench and put his head down and did not lift his head up. We go fast forward to game three, first quarter, he comes out smoking, back to the basket, step back jump shot, another jump shot, makes a play for somebody else. Then for the rest of the game, we got the one breakaway reverse dunk that he got people excited, but it still wasn't as if he was, it was Anthony Davis again. The same way it was in game one, it was Anthony Davis that, that did it. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think if they can keep Anthony Davis at bay and maybe have to force LeBron to have to do more, uh, so that you, you, I say that and, I, and you see this look on my face because I don't think it was, you, you didn't know when you would get to this point. Right. You knew there would have to be a point where 
So you can't just continue to do this forever at the level you were doing it. Like, there had to be a point where, like, you just, there was a Not to say this level's not amazing. Oh, no. But, but that's how great he was right. for so long that it's, you just don't see that super high greatness at the extended time through a game. Um, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, it's just kind of hit or miss, right? And when it's hit, that kind of sucks. Because he's, he's just another guy that's going to score on you. Yeah, he, I think, and I think he, whatever happens in this series, you know, I still think the Grizzlies win. If it doesn't, they move forward. Yeah, I think he'll be the guy that'll always be the asterisk for him. He's the guy that because he is such so talented, but it's a, a figuring out. Just use my talent to go score. Do I make plays for other people? I think that that dynamic will always be with him because at heart I believe he's just a scorer yeah. that can make plays but you got to let him just score and then let the playmaking come off of it and I don't know if they're going to give him the ball and that opportunity enough but when he does and he's good he, he, he is we've seen him be really good Rui right now he's hot and I think you you, you got to respect that he's hot now like we, you, you got to forget what the Scotty reports said originally, but, uh, or or just what he did during the regular season. Yeah, I think we're at that point now. Where we say, all right, we got to, he he deserves the attention to move a step closer for your rotation, close out a little bit harder to him mm-hmm. to make him put the ball on the floor. But the thing that he's shown us also is with his size because he is a he is a a big player. Yeah, he is huge in size for a wing player. When he goes to the post. Does really good with the little reverse, the turnaround jump shot out the post, and so uh, I think you just you, you got to give him a little bit more respect and, and that he is in a good rhythm for them right now. Okay, game four coming up: Grizzlies, Lakers, seven o'clock start here out on the West Coast, <laughs> nine o'clock back in Memphis. Grizzlies, I I, I mean I think it's even stu- what, what sh- shit. What, what, what adjustment do you need to make from the last game? Well, that's pretty simple. Don't go down 35 to 9 after one quarter. There's a good place to start. But I think the big thing, Revan, is the points off turnovers. Yes. They've been huge in really all three games. And is, I'm not saying it dictated the winner, but it was such a big number that it certainly made it an advantage for the winner. Well, the Grizzlies had, gave up 26 points off their turnovers in game three. They got 20 points off turnovers from the Lakers in game two. And so there's the, the, the differences. Which team can d- continue to get shot attempts, not have the open court turnovers? Um, and for the Grizzlies, it's the spacing, moving the ball, and just recognizing that it, if the game gets too slow, then that's when the Lakers size and length on defense can be a factor. Mm-hmm. If they can continue to play with pace on May shots, get the ball out of bounds, get down the floor, get the ball moving side to side. Ja was good at attacking early. If you can't attack early, get off and then maybe get to back later and attacks again. But they're going to have to continue with the motion and not allow that size and athleticism to be able to clog up the lanes, take away shot opportunities. Because the, the other thing the Lakers, I thought they did a good job of in the half court, they really worked hard to make sure they got to the shooters. The reason why Luke Kennard didn't get the field goal attempts was because every time he got the ball, even if it was a good screen set, there was a quick switch always into his body. And so the, the, that minor adjustment 
to what his game is. And so uh, the, the, the Grizzlies have to adjust to that pressure. But as long as they can keep the game moving at a good pace and the ball moving, then I, then I think it gives them better opportunities to score. Uh, that will help a lot of the other guys uh, be able to find, especially just, just find an early rhythm in the game. Felt like going into game two, it was must win. Again, I don't feel must win. Really important to get a win. I mean, if you're going to win this series, yeah, it's gonna, you're going to make it very difficult if you don't win this game. So very important. And, and I, I think they'll play with that sort of mindset and that energy that we saw in game two. Yeah, I think that, that desperation will be Desperation here. is the word, um, yeah. We said the one person that we, you didn't have to worry about was going to be John Morant. Yeah. Because this, the, this is, these, these are the moments that he's built for. Yeah. This, this is what I, I think the entire year they go through, but th- this is what really gets him going. It, it stirs him up. And, and so it was good to see him, number one, be comfortable to get, shoot the shots that he shot, but still attack the basket the way he made free throw. He, he was fantastic. And everyone else just has to – we had to figure out – Everyone else has to play with that. Yeah. Like, there are those moments where, yes, it's not going, you got to give him the ball. But even him playing the way he's playing, you still need Dez to be really good. You need Jaron to be really good. Uh, and and that that's just that's just has to be the formula for them to have that success. The other guys have to also play their roles. But this, this will be – it'll be interesting to see how they deal with up-the-court pressure because, again, Jared Vanderbilt – Playing job 94 feet, I thought they did a good job of screening. And in game three, I thought he attacked a lot more with his speed off the dribble in the full court than he did in the first game. Thought the first game was just get up the floor, kind of run plays. Mm-hmm. Third game, it was, I'm not, you're going to pressure me, I'm going to just beat you and try to give us an advantage right away. And so uh, those, those, those little adjustments, you see how, how far they continue to go. All right, uh, Grizzlies and the Lakers. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Monday night, 9 o'clock Central Time from Los Angeles. Uh, boy, tough one for the Sacramento Kings today. That series now two games apiece. That was tough. Man, they, they, I mean, yeah, you had a great opportunity. Just Steph Curry oh, calls man. a timeout. Darren Fox hits the big three, and then you get the, you get the rebound, and, and then they go down, and – no, it was uh, again. I just in in end of game situations, it, it, there is you when you have someone that can get to the basket as well as Fox can. It's just you have to do some type dummy movement. Just make guys think that you're going somewhere so that they don't just stand there and and take and away wait for it. <laughs> take away the driving angle. So I mean, you get forced with the Harrison Barnes end of the clock three and. Yeah, a, a, a missed opportunity uh, for them, but it, it, they took care of business at home. Mm-hmm. Golden State took care of business at home, and, and you, you kind of expected this to happen. It's the reason why you fight so hard for home court advantage if, because your, your home court is, is your sanctuary, and that's, that's why it's big. If the Grizzlies can get, the Grizzlies get tomorrow's game, it, it, it puts the Lakers – back on their heels yeah. a, a, a lot. Yeah, huge uh, for the Grizzlies to do that. Uh, the other playoff series, uh, Atlanta, they're done. Um, when when are we concerned about Milwaukee? They are down 2-1. Another Miami win? Uh, do we get to the point where, wow, they're, they're in trouble? 
Yeah, my. You just can never underestimate Miami. Yeah, I, I just saying, keep saying, listen, well, I, I mean, we talked about it I'm in putting the my hand. I'm putting my hand up and saying, I was like, this is over. It's time for them to start to think, where do they go from here? It's just, it's. it's Playing, we said, oh, they're just not very good. <laughs> and now they're on the verge of beating the number one team. It also just speaks to how well and what Giannis does for that team. Mm-hmm. And, and and not just on the offensive end, what he also does for them defensively. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of being able to give them the ability to get break opportunities, yeah. to get rebounds off of the glass, push it in, and with his getting to finish. And so uh, he's it, – it, I, I think it's – in game three, I, I kind of go back to with, with, with the Grizzlies. It's going to come down to if they, how well they compete in game four. They go out and compete hard, and, and Miami just plays all out of their mind, and they win the game. Then I, then I think they, they can feel all right that we can go home and win one and at least find the rhythm. Right. They go out there, and Miami just, again, gets up double digits early, and they continue to just hold a double-digit lead, and I'll just blow them out. Like, then it's like, Trouble. Trouble. Wow. How about that? Uh, then the other ones, Denver, Minnesota staved off elimination. You said Atlanta, so you don't think Atlanta can go to Boston and, and get something done? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Well, the problem is that and now they won't have Murray Mur- either. Murray's yeah. going to get uh, suspended the game. Yeah. No, so they won't. And then Phoenix, uh, they're going to dispatch of uh, the Clippers. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, this Clippers situation. It's why I say the load management thing is, in so many ways is dumb because know what load management happens? Guys are going to get hurt during the season. Like, you're going to get hurt during the year. So if you do load management and getting hurt, then you never, you, that means you never play. Right. And that's, what, that's literally what has happened to the Clippers. You do, load man, you do load management to keep somebody from getting hurt, but then they still get hurt, which is just a part of the game. And so now you don't have them for so many games because so now they got neither one of them playing. Yeah. It's unfortunate, uh, and, and I, I feel sorry for Ty Lue and, and what he has to continue to try to piece together. But what it hit, what it does show, what we have seen though is the greatness of Russell Westbrook. How about Russ? Like you said, like we, we, I don't want people to be quiet on how well he's been playing. Like when he wasn't playing well, it was on the front, front center on. Every damn news thing that comes on TV, mm-hmm. what he wasn't doing. Yep. I want front and center how Russell Westbrook is keeping the Clippers alive against the Phoenix Suns at this point in time, looking like Russ of old. I mean, I, I feel I, um, I hate that they're they're not in a, a position to win, uh, but very happy for him to at, at least be able to to have the enjoyment to say I, I, to say I, I can still play this game at a it's high level. It's been fun to watch. In these playoffs. And I've always thought he's been fun to watch, and I've told you all the time. The, the thing that I like about Russell Westbrook, I've never, ever seen him take a game off. Ever. 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 When he's on Dude the floor, brings he's, it every time yes. he plays. I mean, he may miss a shot. He may make some turnovers. Some crazy stuff may happen. But if you go on to war, you want to go to war with him. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, um... We came out late here tonight because you had you had golf today. I went to a hockey playoff game tonight. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we did this late. I had so great golf this. these three, great last three days. It has I, been beautiful. I went to a baseball game, saw Shohei pitch, then went to an NBA playoff game. You know the Grizzlies played, although that first quarter sucked. 
Uh, and then I went to a hockey playoff game in three days. How about that? You did that. Was kind of a sports uh, sports fan weekend. It was kind well, of neat. It makes it, it makes it easy, especially when you when staying right here next to. Oh, and it, and it makes it real LA cool Live. that you went to all three of them for free. That that that, that all you know all like that's my favorite four letter word. <laughs> That's my fa- that's my favorite four letter word. Yeah. If, you, if we can if we can do that, yeah. Then then everything is all right. It was perfect. All right, we are. Uh, we'll be back with you after Game Four, after the Grizzlies tie things up. That's what I'm talking at about. At two apiece, and send it back to Memphis for Game Five. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to it as well. Grizzlies, go get them. Uh, let me tell you something spot. else that we need yeah. before we go. Need Xavier Tillman to not get a double double. 22, 13, 24. But we need for him to also influence the game again. Hard screens, rolls to the basket. The difference, I would say, is one thing that we, we were talking about real quick. It was the difference when with Tillman playing with Tyus Jones and playing with Ja is that when Tyus Jones comes off screens, he just he comes off the screen and keeps going. Doesn't do a, a lot of snake dribble, keep the guy on his back mm-hmm. and then make a move. So when he does that, it creates the lane for Xavier to just roll to the basket. But when Ja comes off of screens, he likes to keep a guy on his back and then explode to make the move. So Tillman has to now realize when I'm playing with different point guards, when, when and how do I roll to the basket? And so I think that will be very critical because they do it and they, they play the pick and roll different ways. And so his area to get open is going to be different with both of them. But they're going to need for him to, again, be aggressive rolling. And if he doesn't get the ball, then at least offensive rebounds. Absolutely. Let's do it. Game four. Enjoy it. Late start. Get a nap. It's Monday. It's all right. It's better than an afternoon game. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Monday night, Grizzlies and the Lakers looking forward to a game number four for BK. I'm Fish. Don't forget, follow us on the Twitter at NightCourt22, at BrevinKnight22, and at the Fish Nation. That does it for us. That's NightCourt. We'll talk to you again after game four. Peace.